to take a seat. My name is Isaac Sanders and I'm here with Margarita Ale Nunez Arroyo. I like the way that you say your name. Oh, thank you. How are you, friend? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good, but you know, you know what the good defines. Too. Yeah, good is, um, <laughs> what is it, the baseline yeah. nowadays? Like, you're like, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Um, trying my best. <laughs> Uh, I can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I've ate food today. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's rough. <laughs> it's rough out here for students about to graduate. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. are you excited at all? <laughs> um, I'm excited, but I feel like it's not, like, it feels like it, I'm not getting there. Yeah, it, it feels very fleeting, I guess is a good word. Like, I think about graduation i'm like oh my gosh it's like two weeks away and i'm about to walk down the hill and it's so exciting and also i feel like my degree could be taken from me at any point in time yeah like just snatched away and you know that's fine (laughs) that's okay i didn't work really hard and pay a lot of money for this it's okay yeah and i'm just like people are just like but you're graduating you should be happy and i'm just like i'll be happy once it's over Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like i have to get to that day yeah, when it's not like, I think I'm done next Tuesday. Like, I turn in my last paper, and I'm done, done. And I'm still like, I don't know what's going on. I'm still stressed out. Like, I have like, at least four months more to do things, and I don't. Yeah. Like, and then also, like, the next step. Like, what does that look like? And what are people going to do? What do people expect of me? I don't know. It's all a lot. It is it's all a lot. I know. And then your parents are like, oh, are we going to like have food? And I'm just like, I don't want food. I don't I, want anything that requires me to plan anything more. <laughs> Literally, if I have to plan anything else, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. going to die. I'm going to kill over and pass out. And it's going to be dramatic. And it's going to be extra. And I'm super excited about it. Um, but yeah. So how have we met? How do we know each other? How do we know each other? Um, I think we're always going to events yeah. that are like related. Yeah, you, <laughs> we end up in the same spaces a lot, and that's kind of cool. I think. Okay, when did we first meet? We met at Colors. Was it Maybe. Colors? I feel like we could have met before then. We um, might have. Yeah. I just remember. I remember your presence at Colors because every time you spoke, I was like. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> like, because a lot of the times at Colors, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm emotionally, like, distressed. But, like, every time you said something, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, she knows what she's talking about. I should write this down and think about it and unpack this tomorrow <laughs> when I have emotional energy. But, like, I was, like, in awe from your, like, ability to, like, vocalize things very concisely, but, like, make huge points. And I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, I had this. I was so tired. Um, <laughs> was it Friday? Yes. I went to um, the library because mm-hmm. I, I've just started to like drink coffee. Uh-huh. So I've like put it on Facebook because uh, I I don't drink coffee. Like, okay, so you just started drinking coffee. Yeah, I I drink soda and I get really hyper. Okay, like, just soda like so Sprite. Co- so, so like caffeine me and is like, is like woof, right? oh my god, <laughs> like it's woof. And so like 
I was telling you that Jonathan Mendoza came. Mm-hmm. And so his last poem, um, it like, it just really like touched me. Like, you know how you like snap? You're like, yeah. Uh-huh. I couldn't even do that because it was so intense. Like it wow. was an actual experience of me like having to sit through this poem. And he's like talking about like, he says something about like, um, if you let the wall down and it crushes their bones, do not move their bones. It leaves them there. Leaves the fat. Let it glisten so I can like. And so he's talking about like letting like the people still resist and still be there. And so like I'm on caffeine, right? <laughs> and I have to write this thing. And so I go to the library and <laughs> um, I'm, I'm texting um, my partner mm-hmm. and I'm just like, um, I'm like, I'm going to perish here in this booth. This is where I shall part ways. And I'm being super dramatic. That's what I am. And I'm just like, I said something like, here I shall stay. Um, let let me remain here and carve my initials out on this booth so everyone can see and witness my beautiful brown long name. And I was like, make a braid here where I intermingle <laughs> with this. And it was, it was, I'm a little dramatic, and it was, and the caffeine was getting to me. I, <laughs> I only can imagine how that was because I know how I get when I have an eight and I drink caffeine, but like that's like next level. But also, the only time that I even write poetry and stuff is when I've drank caffeine, and I'm like, I feel energized. I'm gonna write out my feelings. Like, caffeine is a blessing and a curse because you feel like you're dying. Like, yeah. what is it? There's that one meme. Where it's like when you're drinking, like when you've been up for like 24 hours and you drink more caffeine and it's like a skull thing and it's like, I like my heart is beating really fast, but I'm still dead. And I'm like, that's how I feel most of the time now. Yeah. It's been like that for about four days. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was weird because like I was the next day I like went to sleep and I woke up and I was so energized. Like I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. woke up doing all these things. And then slowly I'm getting like tired and tired right. and tired. And I'm just like, I need more coffee. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> the addiction to coffee is real. Like, people talk about, like, like there's addictions that are, like, harmful. Like, cocaine. Like, yeah. like meth. Like, things like that. Caffeine will kill you. Like, I've had, I think it was, like, my junior year of um, undergrad. And I had a caffeine overdose where I literally, like, flatlined. Like, not flatlined, like, died. But, like, yeah. my body shut down. Like, oh, I had drank so much coffee that day and I like I said like it's like that meme where it's like I'm dead inside but like mm-hmm. my heart is racing five million like like so hard and like caffeine is a blessing and a curse like I said it's horrific but yeah. I love it and I will continue to drink it because I need it to survive yeah no my only other uh, an addiction to um vaporu do you know what vaporu is Mm-mm. what is that um I uh, actually don't have it in my bag. I usually always have it in my bag. <laughs> um, but it's like when you get sick and okay. like your nose is all like, like, ugh, like uh-huh. um, you get this, like it's called vaporu and like it's super strong. And so like you put it here or like on your throat. And okay. like, um, we always say like our parents are like, vaporu solves everything. Right? Uh-huh. Is so, it like vapor wrap? So, yeah, it's vapor wrap. Okay, okay, got you, got you, got you. I love that. Um, and so I love Vapuru and I remember that I was like 13 and I was sick and so I would like put it on and I could breathe. 
And so eventually I was not sick and I kept doing this. <laughs> I was going to never go to sleep. And I'm like, one day I'm going, I, I'm about to go to bed and it's not there. And so I go crazy and I'm just like, where's the vaparu? And then my dad's like, my dad's like, no, like you can't take it anymore. Like you need to sleep without this. And I was like screaming, like I was like, no, I need this. And oh that, that was my first addiction. <laughs> that is funny but also like <laughs> not okay and i'm happy that you've gotten to where you're at now what like i like i i like love that but also like what like yeah um yeah that's wild okay so i've completely missed the segment of saying here at the table podcast we have a schedule where we have appetizers where we basically like play a game or talk about something okay. like Vaparu and our addictions. Um, but then also after that, we have a dinner served where we talk about the subject of today, which I want to talk about your podcast because you have a podcast and I have this one. Yeah. But I love yours. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm like indifferent about mine. Yeah. Um, like, and then a dessert where we finish by talking or ranting about what's going on in our lives because that's always fun. So before we start on Dinner is Served and take a break be- between that, I want to play a game. Okay. Okay. We have options. <laughs> we have blank, marry, and run over with a car. <laughs> or... We can play because we don't want to kill anybody, but we want to run them over with a car because mm-hmm. it's like you can't die from getting <laughs> ran over by a car. I know I got ran over by a car. I'm still alive. Um, or what is the other game? Uh, we can play um, two truths, two truths and a lie. And so we both go one turn and we give two truths and a lie. Which one would you prefer? Let's do two truths and a lie. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready for the other one, just baby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we can play that another day. It's literally extra, and you know who I am as a person. Um, so two truths and a lie. I'll go first. So I have my pilot's license. I have four dogs. Or I've, n- I've been on a cruise before. Like four dogs in Lawrence or four dogs in your home in one space? So four dogs <laughs> in my home in one space in general. Just four dogs. Is that space here or like? It's at home. All of my dogs live <laughs> with my mom because I can't have a dog because the landlord said no. Okay. So I'm supposed to guess. Which one's the lie? I'm just going to say it because I don't like, this is biased because I don't like cruises okay because you've been on a cruise i have never been on a cruise (laughs) like you are so right (laughs) i don't know how you knew that but yeah i've never been on a cruise i got my pilot's license well i started getting my pilot's license at 14 okay so i started playing like flying like small planes and so it takes like you have to have it's almost as many hours as it takes to get licensed to be a social worker but like three thousand hours in the air and so like i would do over the summer i would do 12 hours in the air like over and over again until i got to, i think it's like 300 when you get your like license license and then you can keep going to fly like commercial airlines and stuff like that but it's not that serious i literally just got it because i was an uh air force brat and i was like i want to learn how to fly a plane <laughs> the simulations and like flying yeah. real aircraft so that's like cool but like 
I don't tell anybody about it because yeah. why would I talk about something like that? I just don't like cruises. Like, I'm just like, what if, like, I'm a swimmer and I'm just like, if I, like, fall in the middle of the ocean, like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, uh, literally, like, I, so I, I can't do? float, like, at all. <laughs> so, like, if I was to, like, fall in the middle of the ocean, I'd die. There's no <laughs> possible way I would drown and die. Like, I hate water. But anyway, it is yeah. what it is. Okay, your My turn. My turn. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, I can ride a two-wheel skateboard. Okay. I, um, I've spent the night at a cemetery. What? And I have two dogs. Okay. I am going to... Tell me about your experience inside of this cemetery. Um, I was 13. Okay. I was 12. I was gonna be 13. Okay. And, um... It was the first time I was in Mexico. So okay. Was, um, I, I was I was there for a month in Campeche where I was born, and I met my my abuela and my abuelo, and I was like a I was a brat like I was a brat like I was like mom like I we need to go to the cemetery and I need to spend the night there like you know I was like I have to do something cool like I'm gonna like. I'm growing up. I'm going to be 13. I need to have a story to tell my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it spending the night in the cemetery? Like, I I know that's a truth, and I'm going <laughs> to hold on to that truth, but, like, why was that what you thought was going to be a cool story? Uh, I, I, like, when I was younger, I read a lot of, like, paranormal. Oh, like, okay. Makes sense. And so, and it's also, like, um, it's just, like, I have so many stories, like, <laughs> ghosts, like meeting ghosts and stuff. So, um, but that's actually my lie. What? Hold on. Okay. Dang. Okay. I, my mom didn't let me. Like I was ready with my cousin child. Like we were ready to go with our backpacks and everything. And my mom was like, "You are not spending the night." At a that's cemetery. so funny. She was like, "You don't mess with those things. I don't want you being over there bringing." La Ouija or something into this house. She's like, no, <laughs> you ain't doing this. So I was not allowed. But I was ready to do it. I. That's so funny. So, like, I really thought the two dogs thing was the lie. But, you know, I needed to know why you wanted to go to the cemetery. And I'm happy you told me that story. Okay, because I have a story. We were going to spend the night in a cemetery for, like, my senior thing. Like, we were all the seniors were going to spend the night in the cemetery and I'm like, absolutely not. Why would I do something of that nature? It makes no sense. It never happened. But, like, the idea of spending the night in the cemetery has crossed my mind before. Yeah. And also, no thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I, I, I would think, like, I was like, Amah, but, like, you know, like, all, like, the, the lost spirits, like, I'll be there and I'll offer them company and I'll be able to, like... And what if they don't want like, company? My like, mom we was don't just know that. like, no, yeah, just... You you are twelve. You don't know better. <laughs> Stop. I keep forgetting that you were twelve when this was happening, and that makes it even better. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about your podcast. All right. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm saving this forever. And we're back. So, Margarita. Yes. Tell me about your podcast. 
Okay. <laughs> I literally just was like, tell me information. But like, no. So I listened to the first episode and uh, Margarita Como La Flor, mm-hmm. which like, when you were explaining it, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know Spanish. Like, I took it for four years, but like, definitely know nothing. But like, when you were explaining the difference of like how we like everybody loves a margarita, like everybody loves a good drink, but also like what it actually means and breaking that down was super powerful for me because like the reclamation of like your name is so powerful. But like even like every single story that you said in it, I was like, why don't you like what was it turtles? I was uh, like, like or crabs. No, crab, it was crabs, yeah, it was and I was crabs. like. I was like, why don't you like crabs? Like, I need to know more information about, like, everything, so. Um, yeah. Um, well, first, I think, for context, um, my name is Margarita, mm-hmm. but um, literally, um, for most of my life, until a sophomore, everyone called me Maggie. What? Like, yeah, like, if you, like, um, uh, everyone called me Maggie, that was, uh, like, Maggie, Maggie, oh, do you know Maggie? Do you know Maggie? And class, it was, like... Maggie, um, and it was like, and then one day, you know, I started to go to the old man and all these things, and then I was just like, yo, why is the one name that is on every document that I exist in, like, not what people call me? Uh-huh. And so, sophomore year, I think it was like the end of sophomore year, I, I went to work and I was like, I would like to be called Margarita. And so, it was a thing people had to get used to. Uh-huh. And so, like, now, they're, like, my, my friends, and they still, some of them call me Maggie. And I still allow people to call me Maggie, but it has to be someone that I know is not doing it to erase me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I just, like, see you on the street, you just can't call me Maggie. Like, right. It's not it's the thing you can do. So, for me, my name has been something that I really try to put emphasis on, especially because I hold a lot of privilege in being light-skinned Latina. Mm-hmm. And I am... Um, I like I'm not white and I don't mm-hmm. like um like it's that's not my identity and I accept that I hold privilege in that and so every time that I say my name I really want people to to know like I'm Margarita like mm-hmm. you don't get to um shrivel it down and cut it and say that it's Maggie or that it's Margaret or something mm-hmm. else not Margaret um, oh my god um but yeah so when I was doing this podcast when I was kind of coming up with it I I was like, well, what are these, what are names? And mm-hmm. so, um, the, the whole concept of mar- margarita, the drink, has always been a thing. When yeah. I hear people my name, they're just like, oh my gosh, like the drink. And I'm just oh, like... Who says that? <laughs> like, actually, that's horrific. I yeah. hate that. Um, I, I, I've gotten, I got a horrible, horrible comment from someone. Um, and I still, like, I can't believe it happened. I was at home. I was probably a junior at that time, and this college student, a white college student, comes to the door, and they're, like, trying to get me to donate to, like, a veteran society or something. I don't know. Something okay. Like that. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, like, I don't have money, da-da-da. He's like, oh, it's okay. And he's like, well, nice to meet you. What's your name? And I was like, oh, Margarita. And he's like, oh, my God, like, the drink? And I was like, yeah, like, the drink. And then he's like, so, like, did your mom get like drunk off my ears and get pregnant? And I did not, I, I couldn't like, I was like, no. And then he kept like laughing. And I was like, well, I'm gonna go. And I like closed the door and I'm like, I just like 
like, I remember that, like, I leaned by the door, and I was just like, what? Like, what just happened? Yeah. And then when I told my friends, they were just like, you should just, you should have just, like, slammed the door in front of his face. And I was like, I should have, but I just couldn't collect myself to, like, right. what he said. Like, this was, like, a 21-year-old saying this. Um, and so it's always just been, like, it's always been attributed to margaritas, mm-hmm. like margaritas. And people think about margaritas, they think about, it's always kind of like thinking about being drunk. And mm-hmm. it's also also been like, in a way, sexualizing. Okay. Um, but my name is just like a, a, a big thing and I wanted it to be the way that I think about my, my family. And mm-hmm. so when they say margarita, they'll have this song like, margarita, margarita. And they'll just say it with such care and mm-hmm. love. And they always think about a flower for some reason. And I wanted my audience and my followers to hear my name the way that I feel like um, my family says my name. Mm-hmm. So. That's powerful. Like, one, reclaiming your name <laughs> is, like, the most powerful thing you can do, especially in a world that loves to erase people. Um, and assimilate them on like for whatever reason um but even like just the fact that you like reclaimed it from like whiteness in general because you know which is horrible but like attributing like drunk culture to whiteness because it's that's what it is like honestly like that's what it is but like the fact that they can't even see you past that Mm -hmm. is like I don't even know. So, like, thank you for sharing that story because, like, one, fuck that guy. But, like, like, two, even, like, thinking about the way that you responded to it, nobody really talks about that shock, right? That shock when something happens and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's very similar to, like, the first time I ever heard the N-word come out of a white person's mouth. And I was just like, what? Like... And, like, it was, like, directed towards me. And I was, like, whoa. Like, I don't know what to do. But, like, ever since then, I've, like, just start fighting. But that's not even a good response anyway either. (laughs) So, like, it's not the perfect response. But that's what I have now. But, like, just that reclaiming of your space and your time and all of that, like, so powerful. Now tell me about your hatred towards crabs. Crabs. (laughs) Um, Well, there's, like... There's like this whole ana- there's this analogy that I don't know if it's uh, it's said in Spanish that mm-hmm. like um, Latinos are that we and I think it's true that we act like crabs and that crabs pull each other down. Oh, like the crabs in the barrel thing, yeah. where like they'll try and fight each other yeah. to get to the top. Yeah. And so when I think about crabs, I think about that, <sighs> and I just don't like getting into that like space. I'm just like, ah, I don't want to feel. I want to be a crab. I don't want to talk about. um, But it was also, it was just like, I went into nonfiction and I was just like, why the hell am I reading an essay about freaking crap? (laughs) Like, I don't, not interested in this. Um, And it was just like, and it was a good essay. Mm -hmm. It was a good essay. I bet it was a great essay. But it was just like, you know, I would rather be reading like Roxanne Gray or I don't know. That's very fair. (laughs) (laughs) That's very, very fair. (laughs) Oh gosh, that's real. other essays that are like, you know, uh, people of color speaking on how they're trying to like resist and stay alive mm-hmm. through their writing. So 
That's I don't really connect with crabs that much, so. <laughs> so fair. Um, I remember, I don't know when it was. It was like, I want to say my freshman year of undergrad. I had to write this paper in my communications class, and it was talking about video games and like the way that it corrupts people's minds and whatever. Blah, 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 blah. I love video games, so like, don't say that to me. But um, it was this conversation of like, I wanted to write it about representation, like, like black faces inside of like video games and like characters and all this other stuff. And my professor was like, no, you have to baseline just talk about video games and like the way that it enacts violence and teaches children about violence. And I was like, okay. I made it about black children <laughs> and like the way that they navigate video games. I got like an F on this paper. And so I was like, wait a minute, no. So um, I went in like, you know how you can have like that board of people that you can go to? Mm -hmm. And I told them like why I wanted to write the paper. And then I eventually got an A. And like all things were sorted out. But like that's how I feel about crabs. Like when people don't like allow people of color to like express their journeys and their like voices and like kind of the reason why I have this podcast even mm -hmm. is like, I want to have creativity without the gaze of like whiteness and stuff like that. So I just like transition into another question, but like how, like with the stories that you talk about, I'm like, I don't know if Spanglish is the correct term, but like you going in and out of like speaking Spanish and stuff like that in your podcast, like that's very powerful to me. How, why do you do that? And how, I'm, like, how does that change the way that people talk about podcasts? Because a lot of podcasts are like, catered to like education for white people so mm -hmm. like you doing more than that like why and how and what and all the other question words well i was telling someone i think it was a few days ago that um i heard myself after i recorded it isn't that terrifying yeah and yeah. you have to get used <laughs> to your own voice which is weird like yeah. i think my voice sounds so weird but i was like okay it's there um but the one thing i noticed was like um my accent was so much stronger than mm -hmm. I think it is. Okay. Especially, like, in that first episode. Um, and I also realized that since I came to Kansas, I've, like, I talk different. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like, of course, like, my accent will always be here. But I feel like I kind of have this, like, like, I'm, I'm loose or I was loose in Compton, like, I was loose and I could like feel things, you know. <laughs> and then since I came to Kansas, it's been more like aligned. Like yeah. you don't get to be that loose. And then, and then when I recorded the podcast, like it felt so good because I was talking loose. Like you could you, you could you could hear that that little slang right there. <laughs> and it was just like it was great. And it was just like I didn't realize how when I came here, even the way I spoke had had changed. Cause yeah, I had to. I I I feel like I've had to show that I'm worthy, mm -hmm. and then the whole association to Compton was like the first thing that was seen here when I entered school, which I talk a little bit about. But um, um, Spanish is something that is very dear to me, but that mm -hmm. I still fear a lot of the times. Okay, I have a poem that um, I think it's called um, "Spanish Come to Me at Night," and so I talk about like how I still don't speak it the way I want to speak it. Um, my dad actually told me, he said, hablas español como si hablaras inglés. Mm. So he said, you speak Spanish as if you spoke English. And usually people say, you speak English as if you spoke Spanish. Yeah. And to me that, that hurt, like for my dad to say, well, no, 
you speak Spanish as if you spoke English. I just felt like I didn't, like I was failing at it. Mm-hmm. And so I still feel that way. And um, he's told me that I'm losing my Spanish. And I don't think I'm losing it. I think that I've come to college and I learned more words and more theoretical methods. Mm-hmm. And so I go home and I try to translate this and I don't know the words in Spanish. Right. And so to my father, it comes off as his daughter's losing her Spanish. But it's just that... I'm learning more English and my Spanish is staying at the same place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying and I scurry in my mind trying to find words to connect to explain these English terms. But to me, it's just very revolutionary to have like Spanish and English because Spanish is just something that is within me. Like even when I don't want it, it resists and it'll like find its way through me. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, there's just a like a, a sound con español like wow <laughs> ah, it's just I don't know, it's like enjoy so much I, I love know. it no I literally think that's amazing thank you for sharing yeah uh, what other so the title of your first episode was like <laughs> so, like something what was it um, oh my gosh! It, it, did it did it have the crabs thing in the title? No, it was. You want me to tell you? Yes, because okay. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. But like fences and other things. Yes. So <laughs> tell me why. I literally am just stuck on the crabs. But like, <laughs> I was like, couldn't wait to understand why you didn't like crabs. I was so excited. Um, so tell me why you chose that first title, and then really like go well if you want to go into depth about the fences part because i know you were talking about in the podcast and kind of talking about like i don't know in my head i was taking it as like fences being kind of gatekeeping Mm -hmm. but um i don't know like i have you here to tell (laughs) me what you meant um so i i have an essay called i don't know if you've heard me say it it's Mm -hmm. called on arm here morning morning and other things okay and so i think this title kind of derived from that title where I took things that were just like, like what? Like that just seemed so simple. Mm-hmm. And I really like excavated and dig and like people were just like, wow, like, wow, I, I guess I see this. And so when I was trying to do this, because um, this, this podcast actually comes from my UGRA, mm-hmm. which will, I'm going to say it into the air, which will eventually be a book. Which okay, will be come a, on, book. <laughs> Which would be a, like, testimonial narrative, like, research, mm-hmm. um, trying into one with my with my poetry and my nonfiction essays. Okay, if you need <laughs> anybody to proofread it, like, look it over, just send me that email. <laughs> I will look at it, and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, so it kind of derives from, from this. And so um, the whole thing is, like, translation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's translation of language, translation of so many things. And... Um, I wanted to get like into small objects and small objects that really start my beginning. And so the things that really pop up to me are keys and fences. Okay. Um, and I say other things because other things will come up. Eventually. Right, right, right. Like crabs. Um, like crabs, yeah. <laughs> There's so much to crabs. <laughs> um, and so like um, with keys, it's like, so I talk about how I had this really horrible essay I wrote, mm-hmm. you know, and that the concept of the essay was that I carry these keys and that um, 
I would never say that I... I didn't really want to say that I was from Compton when mm-hmm. I got to KU. Like, I was like, okay, I could just not say it, and it'll be fine, and I don't ever have to really, like, bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a place called, like, Compton close by, or, like, I don't know what it... It's close by here. Or it says, it says like, like, a town? Yeah. Or, like, Look, the, the word care. Compton is, like, in that town. And oh, I was my gosh. just like, are you effing serious? It's, like, in, um, <laughs> so in Oklahoma, there's this town called Miami, which is Miami. Uh-huh. It's spelled exactly the same way. And so when somebody says they're, like, from Miami, in my head, I'm like, Oklahoma? Like, <laughs> why are you saying it wrong? <laughs> like, it's bad. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, but so that was a, a, a thing. And, like, you know, Compton was always being associated to, like, not enough to mm. um, Chunti. Do you know what Chunti means? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, figured. So Chunti, I guess I think Chunti. Ah. <laughs> no, a lot of people don't know, and I think Chunti is like a maybe like a LA term or like a term okay. that was from my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But like Chunti is kind of like um, uh, it, like I don't like using the word ghetto, but it's kind of okay. That, it's very similar to in that like, realm. So like, yeah, yeah. for example, if I like go to the store and I'm like in a pajamas, I'd be like, oh, I'm looking Chunti right now. Oh, it's like, um, what's that word? Banji. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got you. So, like, that's 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 a word. And every time I say people are just like, what the hell are you saying? I'm like, it's Chunti. You know what Chunti is? That's Chunti right there. You know what Chunti is. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. <laughs> like. But, yeah, so it was always, like, something Chunti, Compton, like, this mm-hmm. and this. Um, and then, like, I, it, I always felt very invalid because mm-hmm. they were just like, well, you don't sound like you're from Compton. What are you supposed to sound like? Yeah. Like, and you don't look like you, you don't act like you're from Compton. Like how are you supposed to be acting? Like <laughs> I have oh God. I think that's like the misconception of a lot of people. Cause I have family members in Compton and I stayed there for a summer. And I I always get told that I'm uppity and like I act like I'm white and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. But when I was in Compton, like nobody ever came for me. Like they didn't even though I was like clearly different I'm from Kansas like <laughs> literally like they were clocking me from a distance like this boy <laughs> is not from here like let's be very clear about that but um even with all that like I felt like Compton was very embracing of just my differences and yeah. I feel like I, I feel like especially in the Midwest like somebody hears you're from somewhere and they're just like stereotype 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 and you're, like you're like I'm also a full, full human being who has, like, a lot else going on. And, like, a, there's plenty of brilliance in Compton. Yeah. There's plenty of brilliance anywhere. Yeah. But, like, we have to be a stereotype. But it was always this, this thing. And so um, McCollum was, like, the not-so-nice um, dorm. And I was walking behind some, some individuals. I think it was a bunch of guys. And mm-hmm. eventually, they're just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, we live in McCompton. And so yeah. <laughs> they called McCullum McCompton to emphasize how, like, run down it was. And in that moment, I remember that I was angry. And I was angry that they said that. I was angry that I was from there. I was angry that they saw it that way. I was angry that I felt like I couldn't say anything. And... I just, it was a lot of emotions, and then, and I heard it, everyone said it, McCompton, McCompton, McCompton is what they called it, and I was just like, like, 
like that. That's how they see us. That is how they see us. Um, and so for me, I always, I wrote in that essay, I was like, Compton was like this key that I carried around. Mm-hmm. And this key was like, I'm going to rattle as loud as I want. I'm not going to let you fear me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make them hear me. And Compton just showed up all the time. And so right now I'm in this time where I'm like learning to, to navigate and really embrace myself and be just like, you want to call it McCompton? Fine, it's McCompton. But that place was, was cool. And that place probably helped out a lot of low-income students who wanted to be at KU. Right. And so um, I think I'm also at, um, at a time where I'm maybe a little bit more mature. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it, it was also this thing of, not knowing how to have or how to defend myself and defend my beginnings and i'm starting to learn how to do that through this Mm -hmm. research and through this podcast and so like that's what keys mean to me keys mean mean to me like compton like my spanish being like i know you're afraid little girl but you have to learn and i'm gonna rattle as loud as the hell i want i (laughs) I'm living <laughs> my full life right now. <clears throat> that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. <sighs> uh, that was that was everything I needed today. No, because like I feel like there's so much power behind that. You know, like just one like that full radical acceptance of who you are and all the things and parts that you have, but also being like this is my reality i know you think some other way but like this is what this means to me and like you're not going to change the definition like that's amazing i just oh my gosh (laughs) oh margarita why are you about to make me cry in here i don't want to cry um final question Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know what i'm gonna ask you oh my gosh i should have like taken notes but you know i'm winging it today um I don't know. I don't know. It's going to come to me. It's filled up. And I know. <laughs> like, it better be a good question. Like, okay. So, on your podcast, what, because you said it's going to basically turn into a book, which I'm also into, what does the community need to do to keep it going and keep supporting you throughout this process that's a good question continuing oh my gosh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> why you gotta do me like that i don't know <laughs> like i told you it was it was coming i just do you still to get want there. to defense this question answer I, uh, yes <laughs> like, okay give me let both me, me give me both okay um i guess the first thing would be feedback I mm-hmm. want oh, I want feedback to know what are things that are working and what people want to, to hear about. Because I have lots of ideas. Okay, I'm that person who's like super ambitious and it's like, yo, I'm going to do this research in the summer. And then I'm just like, I cannot do research over five books in one summer. And I'm just like, okay, no. So I'm super ambitious. So I think I would, I would like feedback on the mm-hmm. community on like, is it connecting? Is it not connecting? Is this stuff they want to hear um, or things they want to hear about? Because, like, I have one idea for a new episode, which mm-hmm. I'm just going to release it here because it's been in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to do an episode um, discussing Spy Kids and <gasps> how um, Spy Kids was cool but also lacked in many ways and sexualized Spanish 
a lot and made it just like, oh, Spanish is this sexy lenguaje. And then can we talk about how Juni is supposed to be like half like Latino and is played by a white kid? True. That's the truth. <laughs> you know, what? A, like, I am mad at myself for not being critical of Spy Kids because, like, I, like it's a distant memory in my mind and it's just nostalgia. But now I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> like, but that was, like, an idea of novelas with something mm-hmm. I want to discuss. And then, um, but I think I would like more feedback. Okay. I don't know how people say I want to do that through, like, private emails or, like, Facebook. I don't know yeah. how that would happen. But I just think I would like feedback just yeah. to know how I'm doing and what people are more interested in hearing or stuff like that. Um, and then you asked about fences. fences. Okay. So fences, you want to know what they are? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like they're, I feel like fences means something else or it's like a metaphor for something. I need the inside yeah. scoop. <laughs> so fences, um, I think that when we think about fences, we think about um, captivity, mm-hmm. we think about barriers. But I think growing up, fences were all around me and and around um, us, me and my friends. And it was just like, you can't hold me back. Like, the fences couldn't, couldn't keep us out. So, like, right. it was like, at the age of six, fences didn't matter to us. Like, we were jumping up every single day going into the grass and playing soccer, you know? And I think as you grow older, like, the fences that were always there and you always could jump over then seem higher Mm. and seem stronger. Um, And then it's, like, these other fences that start to pop up that... um, And so I think my thing with fences and my podcast was that they were all around us, but in many things when we think they kept they didn't keep us from anything but they were there because specifically and i'm thinking about geographically houses it's about safety mm-hmm. and just this notion that like um six-year-old um black and brown kids were like jumping these fences the whole time which then they associate to immigration but then we associate to bad behavior to going to private property, breaking the law, and it's just like, nah, we, we were breaking your barriers. We mm-hmm. were breaking your your things to contain us. And so that's how I see fences. <sighs> Literally, more than I needed, everything I wanted. <laughs> uh, Margarita, I told you I'm not gonna cry in here. <laughs> like, that's so powerful, like, uh. Yeah. Mm gatekeeping but not gatekeeping in the way that I expected it like this uh, <laughs> I want to be six years old jump fences <laughs> I mean I did but I said I jump fences all the way into high school but um no that's so good mm-hmm. I'm like thank you so much for sharing all of that uh-huh. like literally you did not have to and <laughs> I love every second of it um but anyway thank you again thank you thank you for having me Let's take another break and then we're going to vince and wrap everything up. All right. Sounds okay. good. 
Hey y'all, it's Isaac here, and I wanted to take a moment to talk about an opportunity for you to support The Table Podcast. There's this nifty website called Patreon that gives you special access to me and other members of The Table for as little as $5 a month. By becoming a patron, which is a paying subscriber, you will not only be supporting The Table Podcast, but also joining us underneath The Table as we talk about other topics, ranging from what I ate for breakfast this morning to why I cannot sleep at night, which is oddly connected. There will also be exclusive content with some old and new guests, including people like Aaron, Lily, Darren, and anybody else who wants to join the pod. I'm excited for the opportunity to do even more work, and I am thankful for all the support, regardless of if you are a patron or not. Thank you so much for riding this wave with me, and let's get back to the show. And we're back with Just Desserts, um, which has turned into me complaining about my life. Uh, <laughs> So, Margarita, you start. Yeah, so um, this is like our venting session. Yes, it's like very therapeutic. Yeah. It's what we need in life. But like, because we're black and brown, nobody lets us do yeah. this shit. So like, go off. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which to some people could be AKA a chancla. So, you know the, the chancla? What? So wait. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're giving me new words. <laughs> I don't know any of these. So, like in the brown community, you know, like, your mom, if she gets mad at you, she'll pull off her, her chancla. Oh, yes, okay, I know that chancla. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I also think about, like, el chancla, so who is the chancla going to go to this week? You know? Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so, I don't know. Do you like, um, so, I love spicy food. I do, like, too. I live for it. I do, like, too. I, if I don't have spicy food, like, in one day, I'm just, like, I have not lived. Like, I, I need That's it. real. I literally, like, buy tajin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, if there's something spicy, like, I'm just eating tahin by itself. What? Oh, no. no. I get, I'm desperate. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it happens. Oh, but, my um, gosh. So, I put tahin in my fruit. Like, okay. mangoes and, like... But that, like, also is normal. Like, I like it's the way that I put salt on my watermelon. Like, I yeah. need to have some kind of flavor yeah. outside of, like, this, like, sweetness. Like, yeah, but yeah. I have some people being like, what the hell was that? You can't, you're messing up fruit. Fruit don't eat it. And I'm just like, yo, if you don't like tahin on, like, mango or something, then sh- don't go to Mexico. Because Mexico, like, that's what we sell all over the place. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I said that to, to, to my partner because he was talking about it. I think he just plays around with me. Like, he's just, like, joking. But I'm just like, no, you don't You don't come after me and my tahin and fruit. Like, yes. that's not happens. Oh, my but gosh. It just, like, irks me. It's just like, no, nah, like, you just don't have, like spice in your life like that's it like you it's not my fault you don't have spice in your <laughs> life I literally put it on a t-shirt like love that oh my gosh but yeah I think that that irks me also the point that oh I got one I got one. <laughs> go off let's do it okay so like um, there's this thing called raspados okay. which are also called frio frios which are also called another term that I don't know because that's um, another term that a Latinx community uses that I don't use. Okay. But I know there's frio frio and I use raspados, right? I think I've had frio frio. Yeah. I think I have. In English, it's called like um, an ice cone. (gasps) <gasps> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I have. I went to, when I was in Tulsa, um, we have a huge Hispanic population mm-hmm. on like the north, like in between the north side where all the black people live and then like midtown. There's like this area yeah. where you can go and get like, there's like a Hispanic market, like all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I, like one time I stopped at their little like ice cream truck because I thought it was an ice cream truck and I had yeah. it for you. For you. As a, uh, and that's the paletero, which 
it's horrible that they don't exist here. Okay. Like, yeah, because um, we're in Lawrence. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was, you know, I had just come. I was in Kansas, and then my my friends were just like, "Hey, we should go get ice cones." So in my mind, it's like, "Oh, it's ice cream," because mm-hmm. like it sounds like ice cream. Right. What would he need? So I go, and then like, I paid like three dollars for this thing, and it's like greenish. Uh. And then they're like, I'm like, I thought this was, I, they were like, no, it's ice cones. And I was just like, this is horrible. Like, it's green. Like, oh my slimy gosh. green, like a green monster. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, and then one of them was, I don't know, but someone, oh, one of them said, it's kind of like a raspado. And I was just like, girl, this is not like no raspado. Uh. It's not like no raspado. Okay, uh. raspado is that we make. Um, they have lechera on them. You put almond. You could put coco. You could put all these things. Oh wait, I need to go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute. <laughs> and this was like green and tasteless and horrible. And I was like, do not ever compare raspado with your freaking ice cones. Even ice cones sounds. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I love yeah, that. Those are my two chanclasos, my two plants. Um, <laughs> I love that. Okay. What do I have to give to this universe today? Um, no, okay. So, mm, I'm fine. So, you know, I am off all social media currently. Like, I just <laughs> am not engaging yeah. uh, because I just need a break from like literally everything. But, um, Something that's irked me and like for a very long time is like the way that people mobilize specifically around black and brown bodies being like killed or like murdered or like in pain. I hate people who share as many articles as possible around it or like once something happens, like all of a sudden voice their opinion on like Facebook because I'm tired of people showing up online but not showing up like in person or like around the community that they exist in. Like for example, we both have podcasts. We put out creative content. I don't know why anybody is asking me my opinion about anything else because you literally can listen to it on like a like machine. Mm -hmm. Like you have access to my voice and what I feel like sharing, right? Mm -hmm. And so just recently I had a friend like fly into my inbox and like literally this is what set me off and made me delete my Facebook but like um, they flew into my inbox and they were like Isaac you haven't been as vocal on Facebook about like the murders of all these people I just wanted to make sure you're okay because you're the reason why social justice is in my life and da 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 and like most of the times I'd be like oh my god that's so sweet thank you like da 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 I was pissed I was like furious because one I'm nobody's poster child. I get tired. Like, do not put me on a pedestal. I hate pedestals. They make me too high. I'm already too tall. Don't like it. But, like, now more than ever, it's been about, like, just trying to survive. Like, literally, I'm tired. I want to do my papers, and I want to be done. And so when this person came in my inbox, I almost, like, realized all of a sudden, like, how many of this, how much of this was a backhanded compliment. Because I personally like can't engage like I don't feel like engaging and um, there's so much to engage about and I can do that yeah. because the moment I come back it'll still be there and it was just like if someone is really looking out for you are, are you trying to get me to be better so I can perform for you exactly that like performance piece like I I've had more revelations around the fact of like do my friends want me to be okay 
to do more work or do they want me to be okay because they care about me? And like the fact that I have to question that is like a lot, Mm -hmm. but like it comes up often in my head. But also like I am obsessed with like all these other podcasts and I listen to so many other black and brown voices because like that's the only time I feel represented is when I'm listening to a podcast of rocking around campus and seeing like waves of whiteness and I'm like, I'm listening to black people in my ears so I don't care. But um, I don't know. It's so hard sometimes. And so like, this isn't necessarily a rant more of me like just like telling you about my life and how I feel all the time. But like, I'm so exhausted from like just this mainstream media culture. Like I remember I went home and I was watching like I don't watch the news unless I'm with my grandparents because why would I subject myself to that? But um, I was watching the news with my grandparents and they were like, oh my gosh, like I'm so tired of hearing this stuff and like I want to change the channel but we have to like know what's going on and I was like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> like, And also y'all need to take care of yourselves. Like, yeah. we don't have to subject ourselves to like pain and violence all the time and they're like, well like, that's just what it is and so I was home and I was driving and I got pulled over and my grandpa was in the car and it was horrible. Like he was infuriated because he knew there was nothing wrong. And so like um, he's on oxygen and the like he pulled his oxygen bag up and the police officer like pulled his gut out and was like what are you doing? Like, this isn't okay. Like, you shouldn't have this out. And I was like, literally, this is his oxygen take. Like, you're gonna shoot my grandpa over his oxygen. But like, I'm tired. I'm like, exhausted. Like, anything that involves like, anything in this world right now, like, if it's not a paper that I need to write so I can graduate, I'm done. Not engaging. Well, I think that's like, it's also like, how you're supposed to perform in every piece. I also think that as people of color, it happens for our art. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, people are like, oh, have you poet? Have you done this? And I'm just like, I, I don't know because when I go and I do readings sometimes, I you know, you, you have to be very particular to who your audience is. Right. And most of the time, I think that white people love reading about people of color and their pain. They love it. Like, I mean, that's a whole entire, like, TV marketing scheme. And it's just like, I don't know if I want to give that, like, I don't, like, even when it comes to, like, a performing joy or, like, I don't want to perform. Like, I wouldn't just be a full human being and, like, if I'm sad, I'm sad. If I'm mad, I'm mad. But, like, know that I can exist like that and not be persecuted for it is, like, one of those things. So, like, me being upset and not engaging in the horror, horror that is the world right now is me not doing good work. Like, the fact that that equates to my performance is fascinating. But that's all I have for today. I mean, like, that's been a pet peeve of mine since, like, the beginning of time. But it just really hit me this last week, so. Well, I'm glad you've come off Facebook for this whole thing because it is exhausting. I'm over it. (laughs) Like, actually over all social media (laughs) at this moment in my life. But it is what it is. But, oh, my gosh. Do you have anything that you want to put into the universe that you are doing that's coming up other than graduating? Because, like, congratulations, bye. Like, (laughs) so done with everything in life. Um, I will be reading a lot of American Studies information (laughs) stuff before I start in the fall. Oh, my gosh. Um, What else? Um, 
you should take trips and take breaks. Do something that's like energizing. Yeah, I just think about do I have money to take a trip? You know, like. You, are you going home back to Compton? Are your uh, parents still in Compton? That's a good question. They're in Kansas, so we oh, all no. moved to Kansas. You need to figure out a way to go back to Compton. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally leave. I need you to actually get out. Oh, money. That's a thing. Money. Yeah. Money. That um, flight. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't know what. I hope to, I could just get to read. Mm-hmm. And I really want to explore more of my creative side through my podcast and through writing. But I think that's that's mainly all that I... Okay, is there any way... Tell people about how to get to your podcast <laughs> and how to, like... Let these people know, like, yeah. plug yourself to the... Um, so kill it. I'm on SoundCloud, Margarita Lely. Mm-hmm. I don't even know my own account name. But, um... <laughs> Um, if you really want to know who I am, you can literally go to Google and put Margarita Leñez Arroyo because literally I'm the only person. You better be the only person. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also have a um, blog, No Longer Background Noise, which was actually a uh, a hashtag for like two hours, you know, like three years ago. It was pretty cool that I, you know, I said that. But besides that, so <laughs> that's a that. blog. So if you find my blog or you just find me on Facebook, there's no way you won't find myself. Mm-hmm my SoundCloud and yeah. my, my, pod, my podcast there. And um, yeah, I'll be hopefully doing two episodes a month as mm-hmm. my go for the podcast. And I want to continue it. And hopefully it'll be something that I continue as I do my PhD. I'm so excited. I mean, I feel like you can just use your podcast as your dissertation. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds some way we're going to figure that out. And, like, I'm just going to be like, this is my dissertation. It's literally 52 episodes of my podcast. Bye. Like, <laughs> done. It's a year of my work. Yeah. Oh, I'll leave you with something really funny. Okay. Okay, so there's this movie. It's called The Perfect Game. If you haven't seen it, you okay. should see it. I, I should think see it's, it. it's good. Um, but it's about like this like baseball team in Mexico. So that they're okay. like this little like they're like twelve. Why does everything happen when you're twelve? I don't know. I don't just know. This sounds like Sandlot, <laughs> but like like it sounds just it's like Sandlot. It kind Sandlot. of is, but like okay. the brown kids. Ooh, even better. <laughs> so much better than Sandlot. <laughs> so I'm like, so excited. In Mexico, and they're like they actually met like President John F. Kennedy. Like they oh. like they had apparently a perfect game is when like a I think it's like a pitcher mm-hmm. um, is like able to like take out players like every single time yeah. like I don't know strike it's just baseball I don't know about time. baseball but um Same. <laughs> it's all these like brown kids and there's this scene that it's like my favorite scene like of all times and so like um it's it's weird because white people are like tall in high school I don't see I don't know because like, it's also like as a black body too like I know that I was taller than most of the white kids but yeah. also yeah but also <laughs> like, like I'm brown a lot of us are like really short mm-hmm. like, so I don't the I average just, of a brown male it's like five six. Oh, see yeah so, no yeah. <laughs> like I'm but, six one like so like nope. all these kids are like from Mexico and they're like super small and like mm-hmm. tiny and skinny and like they're having like this news conference or like where they like ask questions to like the teams mm-hmm. and so like um their coach um, knows English. Okay. Uh, but all all the kids mainly just know Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because then the movie they're ta- they're talking English, but it's a whole different thing. Okay, but the kids are there, right? <laughs> and so uh. one of the people out there is like, asks one of the brown kids. He's like, "How do you feel? It's equal that you're playing against these kids?" And then they're like, t- t- talking about the white kids, like. 
look at them. They're so much bigger than you. How do you think it's possible to win? And then the coach tells this to one of the of the kids. And then the kid's like, he laughs. Like, he literally laughs. And then he's like, pues, lo vamos a jugar, no lo vamos a cargar. And he, like, tells this lady, like, in the most, like, like common sense way, like, um, lady, we're going to play them. We're not going to carry them. And it is, like, my favorite scene. I love that. I love that. Time. I love that. I'm just going to literally Google that when I get home <laughs> so I can watch this, like, lady get decimated by this child. <laughs> That is the best answer. We're not gonna carry them. Like literally, it's like we're playing a game. Like what is it? What is the like height and difference yeah. of this person have to do with anything? Yeah. Which like, mind you, is an excuse a lot of white people do for like black and brown bodies when they're yeah. better than them. But we don't have to do that. Yeah. We're not carrying them. I love that. Yes, yeah. that's my mantra in life now. Like I don't have to carry you. Why does it matter? I love yeah. that. So. Well. For me, I, like, actually, this might be the last episode of The Table Podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Yes, so I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm about to graduate. I'm about to move on with my life. And I'm not going to have access to, like, the Lawrence Public Library, who have done, like, great things for me. And, like, access to people, because I might move across the country. So, like... I don't know what's going to happen with the Table Podcast, but stay tuned. I'll let you know. I'm going to keep listening to your podcast regardless. (laughs) So everybody should go uh, listen to Margarita Coma La Flor. I will die. Like, if you guys don't do it, I'll fight y'all. But yeah, life is changing. Life is growing. And that's what happens. But thank you for being on the possibly last episode of the Table Podcast. This is the best way to go out. I don't know how I feel about this (laughs) episode thing, but... (laughs) But it is what it is. And thank you so much for coming and sharing your podcast and your journey and your life, which I appreciate regardless. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for also sharing that you do not want to be on a cruise. (laughs) I refuse (laughs) to go on a cruise. Um, You know, that's a whole different conversation (laughs) for a different day. But thank you all who listen to my podcast and all that other stuff. Um, We... I'll see y'all later. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Anyway, bye. Bye.